1: And good Thursday to you, and welcome inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, and you're listening to the Thursday edition of the Grind. Hope you're hope you're doing well. Hope you're, if you're on your way to work that you're uh, somewhat getting back to a level of normalcy, and uh, and hopefully that's uh, that's becoming a little bit more like it used to be. But uh, if you're not, if you're listening later on or listening to the re-air two to three, uh, again appreciate those listens as well. Uh, Yesterday had a really good show, Uh, had the opportunity to talk to, as we call him, Freddie Baseball, but Fred Stroll, uh, a a former Maryville College student, uh, former Maryville journalist, and uh, and honestly is stuck in East Tennessee uh, and covered a lot of really good sports. Honestly, this past season uh, covered some games for Oak Ridge and and those areas. So uh, a really good guy, a really knowledgeable man and then ultimately just really cool to talk to uh, every chance we get. Uh, we talked to him last year during the World Series. Uh, he had great insight then, and yesterday was no different. We talked the Class A basketball tournament back in the late 70s that was the finale before consolidation of William Blunt and Heritage High School. The 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 communities that were Porter, Friendsville, uh Lanier, uh, Everett, etc cetera, et cetera, which those communities still exist they still have the schools they've just moved to a middle school instead of um, the high school realm they they now uh, attend either William Blunt or Heritage but we were talking about the tournament and and you know we kind of put some feelers out there the previous night and as I as the show went on we put out there about you know if you you know have any questions or have any comments drop a line and sure enough the grind on sports.com came through for us. Dwayne Easter, uh, a player uh, in the 70s, the late 70s. He said he was a senior guard for the 1977 Alcoa Tornado basketball team. He said we were ranked number four in the state and had 29 wins, five losses. Lost to Chattanooga, Notre Dame in substate, and we had beaten them twice in the regular season. He says it's hard to beat a team three times in one year. Uh, we were also district and region champs. Also, Coach Vernon Osborne bumped us up to play in A when we actually would have played in single A given enrollment. And we said we had a hard schedule of AA and AAA teams. Remember winning twice against the tough Everett team? And said so this was also the last year of Everett being a school. He said, I can remember playing Everett to pack gyms it would be so crowded the refs would have to get people to back up so they could get the ball in bounds. Uh, he said players on our team were Mark Burnett, Eddie Williams, Dwayne Easter, Bobby Stennett, Jim Whaley, Tommy Wembley, Mike Webb, Robert Tempton, Danny Margolowski, David Ingram, and Don Sankey. Again, all those names names that, that, that are remembered and and thought about as as I've heard Boone say say several of those names, but uh, again, that's a that's the moments that we were talking about here. You know, in, in this COVID nineteen and in the take that is, you know, twenty twenty. It seems like you know so long ago we kicked into this year, and it's been the longest month of March ever. It's like March never ended. But you know, some things we've learned over the over these few few months is is really. I don't know. It's things I wouldn't have got to to understand otherwise. So I think there's there's plenty of negative that, that anybody could talk about. But little comments like that from Dwayne Easter. And, again, appreciate the comments. It's always fun to, to kind of converse and, and, and kind of have that interaction because ultimately – and, again, Dwayne's just a really good example of it. This is sports radio from a fan's perspective, and, and I am the one – but I'm not the all. So if, if there's more comments, of course, we want to hear that. We want to share that. You can do that live if you're listening right now and say, hey, you know, i got a story about those years or I've got a story about anything. I mean, try to keep it sports, but, I mean, you know what I'm saying. Give us a call, 865-983-4310. But just like Dwayne did, he didn't have time to get on the Daily Grind or, or to catch that that one-hour window Uh, but he hit us up on our website thegrindonsports.com in the main center of the page it says comment here you drop an email uh, and and leave the comment name and uh, and you're off to the races it'll send it directly to me uh, via email I wish I could have got that on air yesterday but again Dwayne uh, appreciate the comment And, and that's those are those teams we talk about we talk about the grit the grittiness the toughness of blunt county I about said the grit gritness which i I could create a word I guess but that's that's what we're talking about number four in the state you you know uh, lost to to Chattanooga Notre Dame in the in the substate game so a very successful season and, and and that that memory wasn't about you know all the all the the great. Out of county teams, you play. It's about it's about looking down down the road at Everett, and 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 refs having to back guys off the baseline just to get the ball in. I mean that's that's cool, and and that stuff still happens today. I remember going over and watching Maryville uh, play Cleveland, number one team in the state, Cleveland, and it was full. It was a good crowd, but also went to Alcoa's gym several weeks later, and uh, and, and I would I would argue there were more people there. Uh, there there's just something about that crosstown rival that inner inner blunt county mingling uh, that that just drives the the, the viewership if you will uh, gets gets a lot of people in the gyms gets a lot of people to the football field so again Dwayne always appreciative and 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 you you're the first you're the first to blast a, a message. And I sure, sure do appreciate it. So thanks, thanks for that. And again, the thegrindonsports.com is ways to comment. You know, even if it's one of those things that you're like, you know what? I got a really cool Blunt County story, and they're not talking about it. Just say, hey, what about those? Uh, insert year here, insert sport here, and and believe me, between Freddie Boone and I, Jason Ward, uh, I'm sure one of them have have some memories. And we'll, of course, try to unfold that and and expose some really good sports right here in our backyard. But uh, speaking of sports in our backyard, we talked earlier in the week about Maryville and Alcoa uh, getting underway as far as what that looks like on the gridiron. Alcoa started Monday. Maryville hit it Tuesday. And yesterday, Knox County said they're going to allow, starting Monday, uh, some level of football and practicing uh, on their side of the, the the county line, but here's the weird thing. Uh, heard through a through a grapevine, and we're just going to leave it at that. That that Knox County, there is a stipulation that if you use a, they call it a projectile, but if you use a ball of any kind, every time it changes hands, it has to be sanitized. But let me let me say this first. That is a level of uh, of assurance that I. Uh, I can appreciate. Uh, I just don't know how realistic it is long term. I've heard that uh, there, there's going to be in, in cases once we we maybe move to phase two, anything above so many people will require mask by all. I think that's more realistic than the sanitizing the ball every time it moves. I mean, just to be quite honest with you. Uh, I'm not. I'm not saying that it's that it's wrong. I'm just saying it may be a touch silly. I, I'm not. And again, maybe maybe I'm wrong, and if I am, please give me an opportunity uh, to talk with you about it, 865-983-4310. But, uh, you know, what Derek Hunt, we talked about Maryville and Alcoa getting it going. Uh, Derek Hunt bounced around uh, between groups on on his field, Jim Renfro field, uh, there just Tuesday. He said, in a world currently defined by social distancing and quarantine, uh, he was surprised uh, by the near-perfect turnout for the Rebels' first voluntary summer workout. I, I don't know that I'm surprised. <laughs> I don't know that I am. Uh, it, you know, the last week's announced the reopening of school buildings, including athletic facilities for limited use. He said, I told our coaches to be prepared to have guys who don't really feel comfortable being here. Uh, he said, we're okay with that because we respect every single family in our program. Uh, he, he told that to the Daily Times. He said, I think it shows – A lot of our kids wanted something to do, our kids' kids feed-off routine, whether they realize it or not, and football has delivered that. Uh, This will get them back into the routine and give them a chance to see their friends, so maybe I shouldn't have been surprised that so many of our kids showed up. Tuesday felt like the first step towards normalcy. After COVID-19, the pandemic has ravaged the sports world and subsequently closed a bunch of schools that kept the Rebels apart. For more than two months, Maryville's still not using its weight room, and players are stretching and training in clusters of nine or less. But the ability to communicate with each other on a football field uh, is a beginning of a march that hopes to lead the program to its 18th state championship uh, in 2020. So the 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 idea of that is very much still on the table, and I think that's a moment in time that you should you should book you, you should bookmark because. We didn't know this a month ago. We didn't know if we would have football at any level, whether it be high school professional or the college ranks. We didn't know if we'd have that. And defensive end Lou Birchfield, who who's going to be a big-time senior on this upcoming football team, says it's a mariville mentality. We come out here every day and work our tails off because everyone knows what the standard is, and we're trying to set a new one Every day, it's a great feeling knowing that everybody is on the same page and what we need to do and what we need to accomplish this year. So, uh, you know, I think as as a Mariville football player, just just uh, again from a distance view, uh, the the expectation is always one thing, and it's practicing on Black Friday, and it's playing a game uh, at Tennessee Tech's facilities. Uh, just a couple weeks later. He said there was some concern that the hiatus from school and the cancellation of spring ball would lead to a higher number of -of out-of-shape players, but strong relationships between coaches and student athletes uh, helped the players to be accountable, which will be beneficial in the fall as the Rebels uh, attempt to replace a senior class that occupied most of the starting spots on both sides of the ball. Coach Hunt said, we have so many spots that are open, and everything is a competition. We love all our kids, every single one of them, but this is a competitive high school sport, and at the end of the day, the best are going to play. This morning may have been an eye opener for some who realize they might be behind somebody uh, at their respective position, but that's the only that's only gonna make them better. And that's where they- they've got to know where to start. However, summer chemistry workouts are less for handing out starting spots and more for developing chemistry. Uh, Hunt said "It it's what win a lot of games around here is how they prepare and what they do uh, in these summer months. He said, we know what we need to do. Uh, Lou Birchfield added, he said, we talked as a team, and for us seniors, uh, we know we have to lead from the front and we have to have everybody on the same page because if we don't, we're not going to accomplish what we need to accomplish. We're blessed in the sense... That, that as Mariville football players we can all become the same body and work toward a common goal so uh, the guys have the mindset right and I and I think being back in the facilities is 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 one step in a in a long road back uh, to getting football right here right here in Blunt County in East Tennessee in the state of Tennessee however we want to we want to cut this up but I think you know you're gonna look back as markers as as May, Uh, 18th and 19th uh, were days that where things started a walk that hopefully is going to get us back uh, to normal here in 2020. Alcoa hit the the field on Monday and again a good turnout uh, for the Tornadoes looking to defend their 18th state championship looking for number 19 uh, as it were as they move forward into 2020. Different looks of how they're going to work but uh, again uh, the options are out there, and they uh, they have to manage to the best of their avi- abilities. I'll I'll be interested in in who takes that first leap uh, next week in Knox County. Uh, again, that's a broad spectrum, Knox County, uh, and I think that's why maybe the rules are so blanketed. Is because you, you know there there's communities, there are communities uh, in, in Knox County that are probably they probably could have started two weeks ago. They probably could have started uh, you know maybe more than that. But as a county, they're trying to 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 cover the bases across the county, which let's just face it, Knox Knox County in its in its entirety has a lot of rural and has a lot of uh, I don't want to say metropolitan, but they have a lot of city living, and so you got to kind of balance that that interaction that that uh, that population and just rule accordingly. So I'll be watching as to see who gets the start who uh who jumps out there who has a a detailed plan who's a little bit more lax and we'll uh we'll see how that unrolls but uh good to see those rebels those tornadoes uh, out on the football field Monday and Tuesday uh getting things off and uh and going so I'm trying to get get lit up here uh looks like I've got two collars maybe in the weights but uh, we'll, we'll get one of those guys in there. But I think we're going to take our first break of the day, listen to our fine sponsors. It's good to have football back in Blunt County, a step in the right direction to hit fall wide open. So we're excited about that, but we're going to take a break listen to these great sponsors. When we come back, we'll either hear from Jeff McIntyre or we'll hear, hear from Jason Ward. Either is worth sticking around. Come on back. You don't want to miss it. or go to donnacry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender.
2: At the Blunt Partnership, we're working to keep people
3: safe and informed about the recent outbreak of COVID-19, the coronavirus. We know that as members of the community, businesses are experiencing unexpected challenges and we're committed to providing as much support as possible. Find business and community information on our website at www.bluntchamber.com
1: So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time.
2: Your local Blunt County Community Food Connection is still open, serving local families in time of need and hardship. We provide prepackaged groceries to help meet your nutritional and dietary needs. The Community Food Connection is open Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday from 10 a.m. until noon for drive-up delivery only. Residents are asked to remain in their vehicle so that our volunteers may safely distribute the food. Directions as to how to enter and depart the facility will be clearly displayed. We thank you for your cooperation and look forward to serving you at your Blount County Community Food Connection.
1: Have you heard about or seen The Grind's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into The Gron from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us. On social media, but if you say I don't like social media, but I like podcasts, we've got those too. You can download the Grind podcast on Apple Podcast and Google Play Music directly from the website. It's a one-stop shop for everything the Grind. Check us out online: thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com.
0: We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is sports radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM. Rocky Top Sports.
1: And welcome back inside the WKBL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser and you're listening to the Thursday edition of the grind. As we spoke before the break, we're gonna jump to the phone lines. Got Mr. Jay Ward on the phone line. Hey man, what's up?
3: What's going on, boss?
1: Hey man. Just grinding a little bit.
3: Grinding a little bit. Kinda. Hey, out. let's 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 talk a couple of seconds. I know I know it's already passed but I'd like to talk a little bit about that last dance, last episode <laughs> with uh, with the Bulls and Jordan and all that. Did you hear the comments Horace Grant
1: made? I I did. I did. And and you know, it, it's and and see I'm a bad I'm a bad example because I I don't have the feels so much that people that, that were really close to it do. And so I'm like sitting here and I'm trying to I, I don't analyze Horace Grant's comments going, Is he legitimately upset or is this a is this kind of a publicity thing so i I'm interested to hear what you got to say, but i you know I thought uh in in reality, just knowing you know looking at some stats and different things, I thought Horace got the the short end of the stick on the deal, but i I you know also thought you know this is kind of weird timing to kind of unfold that apple yeah i'm in, in
3: my opinion this is just my opinion. You know, in my opinion, Horace was the number three guy on those first three first three championships. I mean, he was the bruiser down. He took, he's the one who took the beatings, not in, not out. And I know MJ's a, MJ took 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 a beating, but he took it from the big guys. You know what I mean? He he had to he had to help make some room for MJ and all that, and Pippen. You know? Oh um,
1: yeah, absolutely.
3: You can't treat you can't treat your best player the same as you do. You can't treat Michael Jordan, whether you're another player, or your manager, or you're the coach, or the general manager, or whoever. You don't treat Michael Jordan the same way you did Steve Kerr, or who, or who, or, or Bill Winnington or whoever. You know what I mean? You you have to separate. But I heard Kendrick Perkins made the, made this statement: Michael Jordan broke every player's code there was, as far as talking about ever talking about everybody else's you know stuff they didn't want to talk about like Scott Burrell going to the club every night or whatever whatever it may be but it wasn't a big deal for MJ to go gamble the night before the night before a big playoff game right right you know so so tell me the difference between Scott Burrell going to the club and MJ sitting at the blackjack table for you know hours on on hours and then flying back to his room. Is it because MJ still played at the high
1: level? Is that, uh, you know. Yeah, I, I think you know it, it's it's kind of like in in anything that we want to put it with. You know, it, it's like coaching and winning. You know, the reason Nick Saban can be kind of a bag every time he steps to the microphone is because he wins because he gets yeah. it done. You know, you know, and so I whether it's right, wrong, or indifferent because I am I'm, I'm on your side of things. You know, uh, uh, you know, kind of even Stevens, but. It's one of those deals. It's it's why Rodman got away with a lot of stuff while he played. is because when he showed up, he's going to give you a double double. I mean, it's just going to happen.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I, in my, you know, just like I said, in my opinion, Jordan Jordan arguably is the best player, you know. But someone else, I think it's Vince Carter. I seen where he said, "Hey, why don't we let? Why don't we wait before we say who the best player ever is?" and let's see what lebron james does in his career. see lebron's not finished.
1: right. and and you know i even said uh at his age at his age i'm not 100% sure uh this didn't help lebron. honestly just to be able to to kind of to push pause for a minute. now now some people could say a lot of different things and say well the body might break down on him now. and that's that's entirely possible too. But I think a shortened back into the season uh, and the Lakers, the way they were charging before this thing went down, I think it only plays to to LeBron at this point.
3: I agree. I agree with that.
1: But you know, I, I think, and it's what we've we've conversated. Like Jeffy Mack and I, we we uh, we took a good probably ten minutes. And and it's the old it's the old conversation of how do you cross generations? You know what I'm saying? Like and and you put it in a football perspective, you you know the reason Jack Lambert and those guys and and you, you know are so feared and and like kind of you know revered, if you will. You know they were kind of the next level. You're not going to have that player anymore because you can't play that dirty anymore.
3: Yeah, that's true. And when when someone does something first. You, you see what I'm getting at. When someone does something first, they're going to be remembered at a higher level than someone that may have came along, you know. And
1: well, it, yeah, it's that old adage. Antige- and, and and here was one that I'll be honest with you. If you ever and and hearing me speechless, I mean that's that's I don't know that it's happened before or since, but uh, somebody told me this one time, and and I just you know. It's it's a good point and I just kind of went with it. He said, "What numbers what numbers LeBron wear?" And I went, "23." He said, "You think he just liked that number?" And I went, sure. Shut up." <laughs> I'm yeah. like, but but the thing is, it is true. It it's a found like whether whether you're I, I mean I'm not going to say like Shaq came into the league wanting to be Michael Jordan. I don't think that that's how that rolls, but I think there is a certain level of benchmark as far as scoring that that's where Michael's going to be as far as, you know, kind of the the all-around player. Michael has a prowess that you're attacking, but you know, I think everybody looks to be the best in their era. I mean, I think I think the the it's it's kind of it's kind of like in food, you know at least in the south it doesn't matter if it is a liquid that's dark and carbonated it's a coke
0: yeah. you know
1: you know what i'm saying because it that's the that's the anage that everybody put with it was that's a coke and so right now if you, you you can say great player you can say best scorer of all time or you can say you know most electric or whatever or you can just say i want to be like mj
3: yeah
1: and so I think I think he's almost a moniker more so than he – you know what I'm saying? He's a benchmark at every level. But uh, I, I think it's just because, you know, Isaiah Thomas, even though now watching the last dance and further understanding that dynamic, um, I think he has a good point. He said MJ did it at a, at a level that there's more athletes in the league today that can do what MJ did, but MJ was the only one that could do it then. That's why he looked so, you know, almost – immortal the way he did things
3: right as early as he did it yeah yeah just i mean it's like it's like everything else technology like you got baseball or or softball players or whatever the bats can be so much you know i don't know just the way time they see someone else do something and then be like oh let me try this and then they got guys out here doing every bit of what jordan did you know
1: yeah I, jeff jeff may uh may kill me for for telling telling this comment but he he made the good point I I was talking about like you know Johnny Unitas was great in his time and he did a lot of good things but given today's technology and and athleticism and all that is is he Johnny Unitas today and and he he made the Steelers comment he said you know if Terry Bradshaw came out today and went to the Steelers you know who he is Duck Hodges there you go and and I think that's a really that's that if you want to talk about leveling the field or balancing that I mean I think that, that's where it's at. You know, a smart player, a tough player, but you know, there's just uh there's there's now measurables that have to be met for you to even even play in that realm, you know what I'm saying? Right. But no, I uh to get back to your comment I guess, Horace Grant, uh I, I think um the good thing about guys like that, the the Wellington guy, I think he was he was as as transparent as you could get in in the in those conversations. But I, I think Horace Grant has nothing to lose. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he ain't getting the love now. So, what, what are you going to do? Like, give him less love?
3: Exactly. So Exactly. All right, brother. Well, you have a great day, and I uh, appreciate your time.
1: Hey, man, you get, you get on in there. But I'll see you later, man. All
3: right. Thanks, man.
1: See you, bye. And, again, Mr. J. Ward always – and he's a basketball guy. Like, if you want to talk basketball, he – not only does he know, like, all the players – but he knows where they went to college. I'm pretty sure he knows what their first girlfriend's name was, and potentially uh, how many times they fouled out of a game. I mean, he just—he has it all. Between if if he and Boone, uh, we could write a uh, like a farmer's almanac with him and Boone. I mean, it's just that level. But always fun to talk to Mr. Ward, and and always uh, fun to get that in there. And and I'm afraid my my divulgence of comments has gotten Jeffy mack maybe on the phone line. Let's see what's up. Hey, you're on the grind.
0: Good morning,
1: Wayne. Hey, what's up, man?
0: How you doing?
1: Doing well. This is not Jeffy Mack. This is uh this is Mr. Junior. No,
0: this is Jeffy Mack.
1: You sound really different in the car.
0: It it adds about ten pounds.
1: Oh, that's yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, man?
0: Yeah, a, thanks for outing me about the uh Terry Bradshaw comment.
1: Well I figure we're you know, there's a there's kind of a statute of limitations. We're far away far away enough from Pittsburgh that I don't think they're gonna like defan you or anything.
0: but nobody's gonna come in and beat down the door.
1: Well, I mean unless they follow us on Twitter, then they're they're in bad shape. <laughs> hey man, I just just verify, are you hands free in Tennessee?
0: Hands free. Sweet. Sweet. Absolutely. Hands hey, free.
1: Safety first here. Way to be. <laughs> Oh, clean too. So what? I mean, what what do you think? What do you think about you know kind of the the Horace Grant comments or 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 whatever you were wanting to talk to us about? But uh, I I think that's a that's an interesting dynamic because, and, and I think a lot of it was spurred by the fact of what Jason said about about MJ kind of breaking some player code, you know, talking a little bit more about what had happened. I mean, it you know. Th- I learned things about Rodman, so but I don't know that Rodman cares to be outed, so you know that that part of it's I a think little he indifferent, it. yeah, yeah, I think uh anytime he can get in front of the camera, I mean anytime you leave the nBA finals to go to go wrestle, I think that just speaks to where you're at
0: you know the Horace Grant comments and i and I saw them, and the thing about them is I, like you you said, why wait till now and and I think the reason he waits until now is because, one, you're going to speak out against MJ for no reason. I mean, in, in their eyes, they've got plenty of reason. But in the public's eyes, we didn't see what was going on behind the scenes. We didn't see the abuse that they got to lift them up. I mean, you can't argue that MJ pushed them and pushed them and made them a better team and better players. Did it hurt? Probably. Ask Steve Kerr. He's got the eye to talk about it. Um, but that being said, if you're on the outside looking in, you don't know those things. So if Horace Grant comes out and says all the stuff that he said, no one's going to believe him. But now we've got that insight. We've got the, the language. We've got the, the, the personal interviews that talk about what happened. It is the perfect time to make those comments because people are going to look at it and say, you know what? Maybe that did happen. Maybe Horace Grant's really not that far off base. And so to me, now granted, I'm not saying that it changes my mind at all, because I think that's one of the things that made MJ so great was that, yes, he may have played with all these greats, but he had to push them to become great. I don't think they would have got to their level on their own. I think they had to have him pushing him and him setting that example. But I think he was able to do that.
1: Right, you know, we always talk about could they play now, and, and you know, we we talked about the NFL and the linebackers and and the dirty players or even the mouthy players. You know, could they could they make it now? And, and here's a here's a question that got posed to me yesterday, and I, I really, you know, I'm I, I think anybody who's great can adapt. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody says, well, LeBron flops and goes on, but you know that that's the game he plays in today. Uh, it, it wasn't the game he played when he came in in like oh three and he, and he didn't flop so I, I feel like he he's a product of what is allowed uh, and I think that's the case in in m j too but a lot of people said do you think MJ could play in today's game because because you know he was so aggressive towards his teammates and there's such a diva mentality these days would they allow it to happen
0: I agree. Um, and, and to your comment, I, I think a lot of these players could play now because they would adapt to their surroundings, I mean, exactly like what he did for the Pistons. He put on weight. You know, they had, they adapted their play style to get over the Pistons. You know, he he personally changed the way that he played the ball or played the game to to try to beat this team. And and I think you see that in in any sport also. I've seen Pittsburgh make moves specifically to try to counter the Patriots. You know, uh, Tom Brady is the best at picking apart a zone defense. So what do we do? We go out and we find some corners that can play man-to-man. Now, our defense works fine against most teams, but we know when we play Brady, he's going to pick us apart. So you're going to adapt. Even, even how you run your organization. And, and I think they did that a little bit, too, you know, with, with changing changing head coaches. You know, Krause recognized that. Um, and I, so I think that, that it's, that's the sign of not only great players but a great organization when they can adapt and, and change what they need to change to.
1: Absolutely. Uh, you know, I don't know if you heard our, uh, our uh, start bench cut on Monday but uh, I had a little bit of a uh, little bit of flair for for Booner uh, and ask him ask him a pretty direct question, and I I've posed it to you, so you kind of got a little got a little head up on Booner. But uh, you, you know, you talk about a great organization, you talk about great development, uh, talking about that impact to MJ. Who had the bigger impact on on his legacy? And it was Phil Jackson, Scotty Pippen, or the bad guy Jerry Krause? Right. Booner said Phil Jackson. I said Jerry Krause. Well, and of course both of us benched Scottie Pippen because again, you know, the Robin to the Batman. But um I I think you can go a lot of different ways. I just I put it out there. Uh you know, through the, the last dance, whether it was legitimate or not, um Jerry Krause in a negative way pushed pushed michael if anybody pushed michael it was jerry Krause. i don't know that i don't know that phil jackson did more than just manage the greatness you know what i'm saying but yeah. i but i think jerry Krause said listen i'm gonna go get tony kukoc i think he could be the next face of of the bulls and all of a sudden scotty dennis and and mj just flat turned it up another nickel. You know what I'm saying? He, they just went right on to that next level, and it progressed the whole franchise, the whole organization. You know, he, they, they, he, when they they wanted to sign, I can't remember the kid's name, but it was a really good on-ball defender, and they talked about him being one of the best in the league. And Michael took that personally. No, no, it was it was some I can't remember. He played for like the Magic or something, and they were going to look to trade for him, but. They said something about him being one of the better on-ball defenders and that they may look to trade for him in the offseason. And Michael took that personally, and then the, the team elevated for it. So, I, I think as much as, as as he was a bad dude, made a bad decision, and ultimately dismantled the team at the end, uh, I, I would I would argue that you talk about impact to success. If If he doesn't promote Phil Jackson and get rid of Collins – I think they're good, but I don't know that they're great because I think he, he was willing to take that triangle offense to the next level and and I think uh you know he's gonna take a head coaching job somewhere if it's not in Chicago. So I, I, I don't know. I may maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you can talk me off that cliff.
0: No, I, I don't <laughs> think you're wrong. I think I think it see here's the thing. I think Krause did it inadvertently.
1: Oh yeah, I don't think he was smart enough to know he was doing it.
0: Well, because I, I read about him and his his whole backstory, his whole previous everything before he was a GM, he was a scout. He was a baseball scout.
1: That's weird. So
0: he's well, right? And that was one of the the the, the barbs that Jordan had was that. Krause was coined for finding this one player, and I can't remember what his name was. Earl, Earl Monroe, maybe, as a, as a baseball player, or I know even basketball. I don't know, but and and Jordan, you know, that was always his claim to fame. And Jordan was like, "Oh, you drafted him in the second round, and you're famous for that. If you hadn't drafted him in the second, you could have got him in the third. And just for him to have that bitterness and say that, it. You had to know that 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 dislike was just at such a such a deep level, and I, I think Krause could have gone out there, and I think he said he could have said the sky's purple today, and Jordan would have said no, it's blue, and you know why it's blue? Because we're going to go out there and we're going to score hundred points against whatever's purple. <laughs> right. It, it doesn't matter. He could have said anything, and and that and it drove Jordan, which then drove the team because you and I talked about it. Pippen was great. He was definitely the number two man in the league for a while. But Jordan, Jordan was the leader of that ring. And when he said, I don't like this guy, you guys, you're on my side because you're on my team. And they're all like, of course, Mr. Jordan, yes. And, and so, you know, that's what happened with coach. That's what happened with that defender. It was, and so you, what you're saying is 100% correct. Kraus, he really pushed that team, whether he meant to or not. And anytime he just got back to his roots and was like, you know what, I kind of like this guy, because of that deep hatred, Jordan, he he was like, you know what, I'm going to make you look bad. And and in turn, it made us all look good. <laughs> right. Now, for me, I, I still have to start Pippen because...
3: If,
1: I mean, it's definitely the if, best bargain pick because he was making the least money, so...
0: Yeah. <laughs> and in, in that one... I mean, that was just luck of the draw for him. You know, Pippin needed the money. He wanted to take care of his family. So he was ready to sign anything and everything, no matter what it was, even with the owner telling him, don't sign this, it's a bad contract. But he said, I don't care. And so, in that aspect, you just made yourself a bargain player. Now, granted, I mean, he was the... For bang for the buck there was probably nobody better and then with phil jackson i i benched phil jackson because he Krauss did make the call to get phil in there and it and there was there was a lot of buddy buddy that had to do with that and he he got phil in there And he wanted to run the triangle offense, but he wasn't the one that was really kind of pushing the triangle offense. There was, what, Tex Winter was helping him out. And and I think it was a total team effort. But he had to get the mindset of it can't run through Jordan. And that's what he wanted to do. And that's when he really pushed – and he got Jordan's buy-in. And I think that's hard. And I think that's why I put him at the bench spot, because he had to get Jordan's buy-in to not be the guy. He had to be able to pass the ball. He had to be able to push the teammates and lift these guys up. And and he was able to get that buy-in him, Jordan, and, and push him to then push the others. And I, and I think that really spoke a lot about his ability as a coach.
1: Right. I, I just – I put Phil Jackson um, – you, you know, I put Phil Jackson right on up there just because – uh, he proved his grit, you know, and, and some, some people you're never going to have that opportunity. I mean, I never thought I'd have the opportunity to to either validate or dispute Tom Brady. I thought he was going to be a Patriot forever. We, You know, he would never have the opportunity to uh, kind of do what Peyton did and go to a second team and, and see what you can do with it. You know, LeBron's had that opportunity. Michael did not have that opportunity. He, he went to Washington and, and did not show the success that he had in Chicago, but it was an an older version and just just quite frankly, physically not where he was uh, during his time with the Bulls. But uh, I thought Phil Jackson just did a lot of things uh, when he went to L.A. Now, granted, you know, falling into a Kobe-Shaq matchup, uh, you're just not going to find that luck again. But, you know, I, I don't know how much it was luck or how much it was just knowing how to use what you have.
0: There's a lot to that. I mean, there really is being being able to recognize what you have, give them a little direction, and then get out of the way. Absolutely. That's huge. When you can do that, that's when you win a lot.
1: I'll never and, forget it. He, I, I had a football coach one time that was – he was a really good football coach but his thing was is he wasn't going to say, okay, this is the technique we're going to run, da-da-da-da-da, you know, make sure you're, you know, so many inches off the inside shoulder, da-da-da-da-da. You know, he wasn't such a technician in that fact as he was like, I want you to line up one foot off of him, and he don't think you can do it. Go get it.
0: Yeah, exactly. But um... Yep, that's the way to do it. <laughs>
1: But and I think because I think it doesn't muddy the water, it lets you be a player. But at the same time, you know you know what the what the objective is, and you, you you either you either excel at it because you're a good player or you don't, and they find somebody who can. And and I think he understood that the players he had were more than willing to get to the to the end result, and and letting them have a quote unquote creative freedom uh, really paid dividends for for the whole for the whole bunch.
0: Polish the technique and let the instincts take over.
1: Absolutely. Hey, uh, I I can't let you off here without asking, uh, did you watch the race last night?
0: I did not get a chance to watch the race last night. Um
1: Okay, did you cliff note the uh, the wreck with uh, Chase Elliott and Kyle Busch? No. Oh man, you got you got to go back cuz uh in in true NASCAR fashion, you know, there's always been either the the Danica Patrick shaking the finger at, I think it was, Tony Stewart. Uh, Tony Stewart throwing the helmet on somebody's car. Uh, last night, uh, Kyle Bush tried to get up in the, in the high groove and, and clip Chase Elliott with, like, 28 laps to go, spinning him into the inside wall. Ending the day, he ended up finished 38th DNF. And, uh, and he comes around. Uh Kyle Bush in a purple like crispy M M&M M car, which was hideous looking, uh, and Chase Elliott tells him he is number one in his book as he drives by.
0: You know, that's that's just that's classic. That's uh <laughs> and and here's the thing, okay? You ready for this? Told him he was number one. Think anything's gonna happen of it? Nope. What do you think that would have done if he'd have said that across the air on an iRacing event? <laughs> yeah, we'd be having a different story.
1: Possibly. Well, I mean, you know, nothing saying that he won't get you know reprimanded at some level, but I doubt it. Uh, I doubt I it. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. They'll be like, "Oh, well, that you shouldn't do that in front of your fans." Yeah, I didn't. There wasn't any there.
0: <laughs> there wasn't any there. That's <laughs> but funny. but I'll say
1: this, I, you know, and and. And I, you know I'm I'm a somewhat conspiracy theorist when it comes to sports because things are just too predictable anymore. You know, game you know series that that don't have a lot of intrigue. They're over in four games that have a lot of controversy. Go seven. Uh, you know, races that are that are you know when we first start back. You know the the Tuesday night Xfinity race was rained out. Last night's race was rain shortened. You don't think they needed a little bit more of a story than Denny Hamlin wins on a rain-shortened race with no fans in the stands?
3: You know,
0: that's true. And, well, it's, it's like what they did. You know, not long ago, NASCAR tried to crack down on the racetrack altercations. They tried to really break down on people getting in people's faces and the fighting and the cussing and the yelling. And when they did that, there was a big backlash from the fans. I'm not gonna lie, I was one of them, and and so then all of a sudden they start laxing on it. Oh, oh, you punched him? Ah, oh, that's terrible. You need to go to the, the the trailer and talk to the officials. They're gonna give you a stern talking to, and and that's and that was what they got back to. And so and that's what everybody wanted because they remember the hatred between Daryl Waltrip and was it Earnhardt. I know they didn't get along. And then Terry Labonte and Earnhardt—I mean, well, probably Earnhardt, and anybody to be honest. But, if
1: they if they got in his way, yeah. you're right.
0: <laughs> yeah, but but everybody wanted that. You you wanted that raw emotion. That's why people go to hockey games for the fights because they want to see. I'm mad at you. You're mad at me. You didn't let me do what I wanted to do. Here's what I'm going to do about it. Right. And, and they missed that. And so, and and like you said. Nobody wanted to hear that Danny Hamlin won the rain-shortened race with no fans. They want to hear somebody got flipped off last night, Yet yeah, Denny Hamlin won the race, but this guy got flipped off because he got wrecked. That's
1: awesome. Yeah. Oh, and you know what was funny? They they you, During the rain delay, instead of talking and, of course, showing the pictures of rain – it's it's Alan Gustafson who is who's a crew member or he may be the crew chief for Chase Elliott is like literally sitting in between the the 18 crew and the 9 crew just to make sure there's no fighting.
0: That, we're social We're not allowed to
1: fight. <laughs> well they had mask on. As long as they as they <laughs> own, you know, and I feel like I've made the I made a joke there at work the other day. I was like, you know, I wonder if, like, the progression will not be, like, mask then to no mask. Will it be, like, we'll go from mask on everyone to mask to every other? Because, really, your mask could help me, too, because, I mean, my air can't get to you and your air can't get to me.
0: We're going to social distance the
1: mask. I hear you. I hear your standalone mask. But, <laughs> uh, but man, it's, 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 a, it's a conversation worth having. It was weird last night because when they rained short in the race, they went and talked to, to Denny Hamlin. He was like, yeah, you know, excited. Thanks for the sponsors. I hope it was a good, you know, showing for the fans. And he just turns and walks. <laughs> there's, no, there's no victory. There's no shower celebration. There's no changing of hats. I mean, it was – I was like, oh.
0: You know, l- last Sunday it was a little awkward when Kevin Harvick got out there and did the burnout after he won. Because I sat there thinking, if he doing that for his own pure enjoyment, because there's nobody there to enjoy it, I mean.
1: I, the only thing you know, I can think is maybe it was for the, for his crew. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, I, definitely. So when Rusty would win, he would do the Polish victory lap. And who did he do that for? He did it for the fans. It was an homage. But if he were to win right now, do you think he'd still do it? Or, I mean, I don't know. I does yeah. it still serve the purpose, you
1: know? Would Carl Edwards do a backflip?
0: I think he's out of practice.
1: I don't know. I, just, I don't know what Carl Edwards is doing now. So my understanding is I, I, over the last couple weeks since Matt Kenseth took over the 42 ride, my understanding is, is that they actually had a conversation with Carl Edwards. And I've I heard that also. And I don't know if it broke down or, or what happened there, but it didn't go and then here come Matt Kenseth. But – I'm like, what's up with, um, you know, what's up with Carl Edwards? You, you know, I, you just don't hear from him. And you know, he he got there right right at the tail end of his career, or what is what was the that part of his career? You know, he got into a way where he was like working out a lot, and they they kind of coined a little bit of maybe, uh, <clears throat> roid rage. Uh, I, don't, I don't, but I don't know if he's. Um, if that is a thing or, or what? Because, I mean, he just he fell off the face of the earth. And he was a guy who, who I mean, between Subway and all of his little endorsements and his backflip, I mean, he was a pretty marketable guy, I thought.
0: I I agree. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I heard they, they mentioned that they reached out. It didn't pan out. And then you got Matt Kenseth, who ends up with a top ten. Uh, I don't know how he did last night. I didn't. I just saw who the top
1: five finish was. Let me see. I had it pulled up. Look at me. You're Lord. on it. I'm on it, son. Matt? Matt Benedetto finished ninth. About said he finished ninth. Oh, maybe maybe not so good yesterday. 30th. <laughs> 30th.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, it, you know, it was probably a little weird for everybody. It's a Wednesday race. Uh, from the little bit of research I did and they said that they haven't had a Wednesday race since what 1984
1: Yeah I, um, I don't know I've I had never known of one so and that obviously cuz there hadn't been one in my life
0: Yeah and and I'm sure it probably was just something something to do You know what let's throw another race in there and and, and honestly it's not a bad thing because they didn't get a lot of testing. They didn't get a lot of practice. And then you run, you know, Darlington. Well, let's just go back. They got some testing in. They got some practice in the real race. Let's run another race. Maybe we'll put on a little bit of a better show and then prep for the 600.
1: And you know, they're doing a, they're doing a second race at Charlotte next Wednesday,
0: See, I, that's, I mean, if you're trying to get, get, get back in it, that's probably smart because you're, you're doubling up on these tracks you're getting some practice now granted you know i would not be surprised one bit if in the first five laps of the coca-cola 600 if somebody wrecks or somebody bumps somebody and put someone in the wall just because it's it's it'll be the, the knock the rust off by knocking somebody else's rust off
1: <laughs> it's funny kyle bush last night he of course came out on twitter and was apologizing to the nine team and just said i made a bad misjudgment and here's the thing, that's the reason I, I kinda go a little conspiracy. If anybody's a technician in the driver's seat, it's Kyle Bush. And so uh he said, I'm I'm ready for whatever comes my way. He said, I, I feel like it's gonna come back at me. <laughs> and I'm like I, Yep.
0: I hope Chase Elliott's just really appreciating that apology from that PR rep.
1: I know, right? Yeah, you think Kyle Bush runs <laughs> his own his own Twitter. <laughs> oh man, but uh Thursday is Friday Eve, and uh, and and I, I wish you safe travels, man. I know you're you're on the road.
0: Hey, man, I appreciate it. You have a good rest of the week and have a good day, brother.
1: Sure enough, grind on up the interstate. You got it, man. <laughs> See you, man. See you, buddy. And again, Jeffy Mack calling in uh on on a Thursday, Grind, as he's uh as he's vacating a little bit here post-COVID-19 lockdown. And uh and and I wish him the best and safe travels in that. But uh we're gonna take our last break of the day as we didn't get it in uh there at the about the 45 mark. We're gonna end today's show a touch early to get these sponsors the recognition they deserve. But again, Denny Hamlin knocks down the victory there in the second race. Of of the NASCAR week at at uh, at Darlington, it was the Toyota 500, uh, which was 200 miles, which doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Uh, but then, Maryville Alcoa back on the, the the gridiron a little bit, doing some track, doing some workouts and things. Talked a little Horace Grant today, some Michael Jordan, Jerry Krause, Phil Jackson talk, and also talked Knox County looking to open up for for football activity as early as next week we're going to head on out but if you're on your way to work or on your way home take care be safe and yes grind on it's been thursday edition don't miss top of the hour jason swain and the swain event take care i'll see you tomorrow Go to DonnaCry.com, MIG is an equal housing lender.
0: At Rule King, we live, love and embrace a rural lifestyle. We want to thank our customers for working with us to keep promoting, preserving and protecting the rural lifestyle. Our promise to you is to continue working hard to give the best price, quality and service every day while improving our new shopping options like buying online at RuralKing.com and picking up at the store. Thank you for shopping your neighborhood rule king, America's farm and home store.
1: Have you been asking yourself if it's time to take that business idea and make it a reality? Do you need help with marketing or getting a leg up on the competition? Then check out my friends at 42nd Street Marketing right here in Maryville, a company invested in Blunt County and ready to help. They can take your business to the next level. Mike, Janet, and the staff at 42nd Street are a dream to work with, and I'm proud to say that they built the grindonsports.com into what it is today. But if you need marketing and maybe don't know where to start, check out my guys at 42nd Street Marketing right here in Maryville. Their phone number is 865-982-7007. Or you can check out their work online, 42SD.com. Again, phone line is 865-982-7007 or online at 42SD.com. Check them out. I think you'll be glad you did.
2: Whether you want to score the winning goal or win at your weight loss goals, let the Blunt Memorial Wellness Centers help you reach your maximum fitness potential. If you're an athlete trying to stay on top of your game or you just want to feel and look better, the Blunt Memorial Wellness Centers at Springbrook and Cherokee have the -the state-of-the-art equipment, the fun and challenging classes, and the encouraging certified personal trainers that you'll need to reach your fitness goals. For more information, call 865-980-7100 or visit BluntMemorial.org. Blunt Memorial Wellness Centers close to home. Have
1: you heard about or seen the Grind's brand new user friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into the Grind from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media. But if you say, I don't like social media, But I like podcasts. We've got those, too. You can download The Grind Podcast on Apple Podcast and Google Play Music directly from the website. It's a one-stop shop for everything The Grind. Check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. Jumping your hot rod right on down to Hot Rods 50's Diner, 373 Ham Street in Alcoa. Open 11 to 9, 7 days a week. Burgers, dogs, sandwiches and
0: shakes, 984-7171 or online at hotrods50sdiner.com.